I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hour two of the nightcap here on VSIN. We will head down to Sean King's former neck of the woods, Tampa, Florida. Here, that's home. Just a little bit. Yeah, that's home. Greg Amon will uh, join us to uh, talk a little, talk a little Buccaneers. As my goodness, <laughs> Ole Miss, man, this is uh, this is a whooping. Uh, Louisville is in. Not in a great shape here. As if you've got the under, Snoop Connor just uh, bulldozed his way into the end. If you've got the under on the win total for Louisville, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, you're not feeling. I think it was seven. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why. I all year, I, I all off season, I really didn't talk highly of Louisville. Didn't expect much from them. And, you have been down on them, and I, I was right. Yeah. But I didn't bet the under, so I bet the over on Boston College, which kind of parlayed it with the fact that I didn't think Louisville was very good. Uh, but this is something right now. Ole Miss up 35-10, to 10, extra point pending. Uh, so they should take care of business uh, in this one. The second half number was three. And right now you're at a push. Uh, but a very nice touchdown run there from Snoop Connor. Uh, just want to give a, a quick shout-out once again. Patrick Everson for jumping on by. At Patrick E underscore Vegas. And then also uh, follow the Twitter feed at PropsUS. Uh, that is his the company that he is with now. Uh, many years it covers now at uh, at that spot. So check them out at Props US on Twitter. Always great information coming out where the money's coming in. Um, I was uh, I was a little surprised that the heaviest ticket count right now was on the Seahawks. Or sorry, behind the Chiefs. Behind the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. The Chiefs yeah. are one. And Seattle. Then the Seattle was two. I thought it would be Buccaneers. It doesn't surprise. I thought it'd be Rams. It doesn't surprise me for the longer for for one reason. Because the Carson Wentz thing seems like it happened first. 
So, like, it's been the one game I feel like we've known kind of was in question. And perceptually, I think Carson Wentz is like a big deal to betters. Yeah. To me, like I said, I don't know that it matters. I mean, unless he's going to revert, revert back to his first prior form from last year. Because he was bad. He was terrible last year. He was bad. And he we was, haven't seen him since. He was one of the worst quarterbacks. If you look at statistically, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL last year. You know what's amazing? It's amazing how guys' perceptions are so different. Carson Wentz played about as bad as you can play at the quarterback position last year. And most of those games on primetime TV. Eagles stay on TV. Oh, yeah. Yet he changes teams, and the perception and assumption is everything is well. The Colts will be fine with Carson Wentz. Then you have other guys, like no matter what they do, it's just like ah. Andy Dalton, for instance, who I hammer all the time. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, who if you just look at his stats, they're tremendous. You'd be shocked. They're tremendous. I mean, like he doesn't put them up like in the biggest games, but in all the other games, like he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I've had that. That's conver- a great analogy. I've had that. I've had that discussion for years and years and years when I was in D.C. doing local radio and he was the quarterback and everyone still wanted RG3. I'm like, just look at the numbers. If you ask the average person that watches football, they who's think a he's better a quarterback, bo- oh. Carson Wentz or Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz. they go Carson Wentz. 100%. 100%. It's not even close. Yeah. If Indy had Kirk Cousins, I'm telling you, I'd play him to win the AFC. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I definitely picked him to win the AFC South. There's no question. Yeah. I think also what plays into it is you hear this, I don't want to say narrative because I don't know if that, I, mean, I guess it fits it here, but it's the, well, Frank Reich, last time he and Carson Wentz were together, he was an MVP candidate. So that is really getting played up uh, everywhere. That Frank Reich's the magic man, and Carson Wentz is in his system, and he's going to revert back. Maybe he will. And I kind of thought, I like the talent that's on Indianapolis's roster. But, man, I've got my questions about Carson Wentz because he was terrible last year. And there's not a terrible. bigger supporter of Carson Wentz in the country than me. Because really? Marlon Mack, one of my players yep. from USF, is there. Mm-hmm. And also Michael Pittman, who his dad I, love I played Pittman. with in Tampa. Yeah. So I'm pulling for Indy for the personal ties I have there. So I hope Carson's good. But I think a lot of people have a lot of confidence that I just don't possess. I'm on a wait-and-see deal with Carson. He got to prove to me that 20 was an outlier. It wasn't like who he really is. I mean, they got, they got a lot of pieces, but they got a banged-up offensive line right now. We will see. But... Week one of the NFL season starts on Thursday night, Sean, in your hometown with the champs, Tampa Bay. Much more on that game coming up in just a moment. Stick around. It's the Nightcap. Rolling here live from the Circus Sportsbook on a Labor Day Monday. That's Sean King. And when we talk Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he's former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He's a Super Bowl champ. Tampa! Hey! Tampa! Hey! I'm just telling you, get used to it. It's going to be emanating from your TVs. It is, and it'll be great to have the crowd back in full force. That that ship is going to be hey, shooting off the so cannons. So is Brady and the bunch get in the red zone. Boom! 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 Until you've been out there and heard that and had that emotion and felt that energy... I'm telling you, out of the outdoor stadiums, now they've built some unbelievable, like, castles, like, indoors. Yeah. But the outdoor stadiums, I'll put Ray J up against everything else in the National Football League. I mean, I, I wonder if I could ever get to a Tampa Bay game. I mean, if only I knew someone who 
Just started, be we're still developing started, a relationship. Started quarterback there. Yeah, we're still, we're still getting all each other. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, uh, if, you I, if you would have brought me something back from Hawaii, I would say you pick a date. But because you went to Hawaii for a week, left me here all alone, first week on the show, and came back empty-handed, you're, still in the, you, you're not in the house yet. You're in the casita. I mean, you're in the guest house. Like, you're on the property. You're on the compound. But we have not let keeping you all, into the main This guy's keeping all his baseball winners to himself. He's like, oh, yeah, I knew that this was going to happen. I didn't say that. Oh, yeah. yeah keeping it all to yourself. Well, we got a good friend of mine. All right. Let's uh, come on the show. Yeah, let's, let's bring in someone yeah. who, who covered this. This, right. this young man to my left. I should just let you guys reminisce. That's right. Bringing Greg Allman now with The Athletic. He's vice president of the I Am Ball gang. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, brother? Good to hear from you, man. You too, man. It's good to hear your voice, man. Uh, li- likewise, well. likewise. Well, I, I just, you know, Greg, it, there's been just so much, I don't know if expectation is the right word, but just assumption that it's just all systems go, you know, from early February to you know September 9th that it's just gonna click it's just gonna be smooth sailing in this game against the Dallas Cowboys is that fair to say what have we seen have there been any bumps in the road because you know everyone's back Brady's still there uh that defense which we saw wreaking havoc and and giving Patrick Mahomes nightmares he's probably still thinking about to this day is there any reasons at least come Thursday night to be a little bit worried about Tampa Bay. No, I mean, if anything, <laughs> I keep waiting for the, the wrinkle, the complication, the, the twist, and it hasn't really happened yet. Everybody's back. They're, they're really healthy right now as a team. Um, they'll be down a starting safety. Jordan Whitehead's out with a hamstring. Uh, hasn't practiced in almost a month. But aside from that, they're all there. They've made it through COVID without any real complications. The guys they had on the COVID list last week are all back. Um, they get a big break from Dallas. I mean, for Dallas to be without, you know, without probably their best offensive lineman, Zach Martin, is a, is a huge break for them. So, yeah, so far everything has, has gone their way. Um, that could change Thursday, but right now it, it's gone almost the, the, the ideal you, way you want it to go. Greg, one of the uh, positions that it took almost the entire regular season, I think, for Tampa and Bruce Aarons to figure out was running back. I know they added Giovanni Bernard. Haven't seen a whole lot of Leonard Fournette, and you have Ronald Jones there. How is that position? Is it healthy? And what's going to be who starts, who backs up, how many reps each gets? Yeah, it should be better. Um, you know, I think we'll see how it shakes out Thursday night. But I think the plan is to have Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette in much the same roles they were last year, kind of splitting the load as the primary back. Um, I would think they either alternate series or alternate every other series. Uh, and then in the second half, you kind of run with the hot hand. And then Giovanni Bernard, uh, where I think they can really improve as part of the run game, is just the pass catching. I mean, they struggled with that last year. They had hoped that, that Jones or Fournette would kind of take as a third down back. They had LaShawn McCoy. He didn't do very well. Um, that's what Giovanni Bernard does best. I mean, he's a pass catching, pass protection back. So I think he'll be their, their third back, what, what Bruce calls their nickel running back. And that's a big role. I mean, that, that's going to come up a lot. I mean, if if they really have Jones and Fournette splitting the main role, I mean, he could almost outsnap both of them if they get in to hurry up and they want to keep him in there. So it'll be a three-headed monster. It's not good news for, like, the fantasy football people of the world, but I think it'll work pretty well <laughs> uh, if they can all accept their roles. Greg Allman, Buccaneers beat reporter for The Athletic. 
So, Greg, out here in Vegas, there are all kind of prop bets. Tom Brady for MVP, Bucks to go undefeated, Mike Evans over these amount of receiving yards. Like a lot of individual opportunities to capitalize on Tampa's success. My question is, being on the ground, is there that kind of motivation in the building, or is it we just want to get to the playoffs healthy and then try and repeat as champions? Or are they really trying to go undefeated, get Brady another MVP, and accomplish things outside of just repeating as champion? Yeah, it's funny because I don't think they would ever say it if they had their eye on on seventeen and zero, being the first one to do that. Uh, but you'd have to think it's in play. I mean, right now, right now they'll be favored in every game until they lose. Um, their schedule is not hard. Last year on the way to the Super Bowl, they had to face Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Drew Brees twice, and they don't really have that. I mean, I think the only real, I guess you'd say, elite quarterback they have to face is Josh Allen. I mean, maybe you could say Matt Stafford when they go to the Rams. Oh, Greg, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, Greg. They played Jameis Winston twice. Oh, yeah. Now, don't you do my guy like <laughs> yeah. that, Greg? Greg, uh, we they got the, the the number one, the the leader of the Jameis fan club here to my left here, and Sean hey, King, former former NFL passing leader, Jameis Winston. You're right. All right, carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs> He just has, uh, Greg. He just has, he just has to remind everyone that he loves Jameis Winston, which I, I like him too. But I, I'm hey, not on the level of Sean. It'll, it'll be it'll be two very fun weeks. I can tell you that. Um, it's a lot more interesting than if if Taysom Hill had cut, gotten the starting job there. But anyway, uh, which is saying, I, I think until they until they lose, that's going to be the storyline. Obviously, Brady has had an undefeated regular season, uh, but that got spoiled with a with a postseason loss. So yeah, if you're trying to motivate guys uh, to do something that hasn't been done. I mean, just repeating, don't get me wrong, just repeating hasn't been done in, in 17 years. So that's that's something they can shoot for. But, yeah, I'll be intrigued to see how seriously they take that. You kind of have to – it's almost like a no-hitter. Like if you get excited about a no-hitter in the fourth inning or something, you're a little too soon. So they got to get out to 7-0, and 8-0. Um, I think they close with uh, Carolina – it's Panthers, Jets, Panthers are the last three. So if they can get to week uh, 15, it might not be that tough down the stretch. Yeah, that, there's a couple big games. Obviously, they get the Bills to come to them in week 14, which will be a big one. Uh, I think maybe, I don't know, Greg, I, I would say the most, I'm going to go on a, a limb saying the most watched game before the playoffs will be week four. Sunday Night Football in oh, New yeah. England, Brady returning to to that i mean the build up to that game that'll be fascinating just have you guys i'm sure brady has he's he's masterful at deflecting but that week <laughs> is going to be something else knowing that he's going to new england it's prime time all the the storylines for that one um what is your expectation of, of that i mean can you even have expectations on, on that week four showdown oh yeah it'll be huge i mean you, you hope that the patriots have a good record going into that. Um, you know, it, it, it's crazy in that it'll be, you know, I mean, they'll have a rookie quarterback, you know, so that, that changes the expectations there. But, I mean, now Rob Gronkowski was getting questions about that this week. Um, people are already gearing up for it. Um, and Rob kind of acknowledged, like, you know, it'll be an emotional time for, for him and, and even more so for Tom Brady, who was there a lot longer. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how much he uh, allows us to to treat it as more than, I mean, as much as they want to say it's just another game, it, it's not. It, it's you know you can't really have a bigger homecoming than Tom Brady going back to 
to Foxborough. So, yeah, it'll be big, and, and obviously it's something that, that both sides will be motivated for. I mean, I think you know Brady obviously made his case for handling the split better by winning a championship, but uh, but going head-to-head, that's that'll be something it, – it'll be off the charts in terms of ratings, and it'll be a, a, a kind of crowd. That I, I don't think you can imagine a better regular season ratings and matchup and, and anticipation than what you'll have October 4th up there in, in Massachusetts. Greg, out on the West Coast, I don't think a lot of people here have gotten an opportunity to visit Ray J or actually spend time in the city of Tampa when this kind of event is on the horizon. Talk a little bit about the energy in the city, the anticipation to not just start the season, but to do it in their house, on national TV, the only game on, the only show in town. How is the atmosphere and energy down there in Tampa? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's huge. Um, you know, to to get this kind of NFL kickoff game is such an event. Um, it's not I mean, obviously they just had a Super Bowl in the stadium, so the last game there is bigger. But short of that, I, I can't imagine a bigger setup to a season. Um, Ed Sheeran is playing a pregame concert. If Ed Sheeran is your warm-up act, you know, can the uh, yeah, it'll be big. The tickets are crazy expensive. Like lower level ordinary tickets are pulling like fifteen hundred dollars. Um, you know, I think the Cowboys were probably a good pick for that. We kind of wondered who they'd go with. Uh, you know, Buffalo might be a better opponent, but but Dallas. You know, you think about America's team, you think about the excitement and uncertainty of Dak Prescott coming back. Uh, this is a big game, and it's you know it's one. I think the Bucks are a touchdown favorite, so it's one they can go in with confidence and, and expect to win. But you know, if Dak comes out throwing it, they've got three great receivers. Um, you know, this defense was kind of inconsistent in the first half of last year. So this is a good test for them early on uh, to show that they're kind of at that same high level that they finished last season with. Talking once again to Greg Allman, covers the Bucks for The Athletic. He used to cover my uh, my co-host here and Sean King, which, I mean, I got, I'm sorry. I mean, that those, those what, six years of, of, of Sean, I mean, my <laughs> gosh, it must have been just miserable. That was a sweetheart. Um, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> I, I consider someone on the same level of divaness as, as Sean uh, Antonio Brown. Um, no, but what is what is Antonio Brown's camp been like? Obviously, he came in late last year. Um, you know, only played in a handful of games, but the numbers were decent. He's in fighting shape. You know, what is? Yeah, he's been he's been uh, he's been a little pesky. Um, we know that Brady likes him. Um, what kind of season are you expecting for Antonio Brown? I mean, definitely a, there's the potential for a really big one. I mean, he came in last year, you know, cold off of a year out of football and had 45 catches in the second half of the season, um, four touchdowns in a stretch of like five games, caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So now just to have him in this offense with a normal off season, a normal training camp preseason, he's looked apart. I mean, he's looked, I don't think he's going to have 125 catches like old AB did, but uh, it's a legit question to wonder which of those three receivers, and all three of them are really good, but which of those three will lead this team in touchdown catches. I mean, Mike Evans had 13 last year and was outstanding. It was such a great short yardage red zone threat and just became a go-to guy for Tom Brady. But Brady and A.B. really connect well. I mean, Chris Godwin is, is on the franchise tag in a contract year. He'd do really well. If he can come out of this with 10 touchdowns this year, he's going to get like a $100 million contract next spring. So all three of them are, are potentially great receivers, but I'm excited to see what AB can do. Greg, Brady's 44. I mean, it's getting, <laughs> it's, it's really getting ridiculous. 
Sean. I mean, this is this doesn't make sense. It defi- I mean, Peyton Manning just fell off a cliff. He still won the Super Bowl that year, but that was a right. lot to do with his defense and, and his brain, and he missed, what, six, seven games that year. Tom Brady had one of his best offensive seasons of his career last year. And, Greg, I mean, what, what has it been like this training camp? What is, you know, how, how much knowing his age, are they letting him let it loose? Um, are you just expecting? I mean, at, at this point, it's we just expect him to keep on rolling. It doesn't make sense. No one's ever done this before. But, I mean, can Brady win MVP this year? Oh, sure. No, I mean, he, there's this, you know, aura of invincibility about him. Um, you know, to do what he did last year, coming in, you know, without a real offseason or, or normal preseason. And, I mean, nobody in Bucks history, not the greatest history of quarterbacks, don't get me wrong, but nobody in Bucks history had thrown for more than 33 touchdowns. And he throws for 40, throws for another 10 in the playoffs. And then we find out after the fact that he kind of did it on a bum knee. So now, if anything, somehow he's healthier at 44 than he was last year has all the weapons back, has, you know, a healthy O.J. Howard, like you said, adds Gio Bernard. So, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, you, the expectations for him are every bit as crazy optimistic as the expectations for this team. And you add a 17th game, and, and people don't want 5,000 yards. They want 6,000 yards. It, it's crazy video game numbers, but it, it's hard to rule anything out right now. All right, Greg, before we let you run, uh your prediction for Thursday night, and do you think the Buccaneers make it back-to-back in Champa Bay? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I literally haven't done a score prediction yet on this game uh, Thursday. I think they win, and I, th- I think they win comfortably, honestly. And, and I think the Zach Martin thing probably helps things, uh, the uncertainty of, of Dak having his first game back under such difficult circumstances. So I like them to win. I kind of feel like it's a 34-24 type game right now. Uh, put up some points, win and cover, and, and kind of control the game. Uh, if they repeat, I don't know. I think they definitely get there. Uh, it would be it'd be wild if they get back again. Um, a Bucks Chiefs rematch with uh, with Casey having a, a legit offensive line to make it a little bit more of a fair fight would be a great game. I, I don't know who wins out there in LA if that's the case, but uh, but it'd be an amazing uh, to get a, a rematch like that and get those two squaring off again would be a lot of fun. He is Greg Allman, covers the Bucks for The Athletic, and uh, once again, my condolences for those years when Sean was the starting quarterback down there. Must have been just awful. We will, we'll be fine with it. Sean, it's good to hear from you. You guys take care. Thanks for having Greg. me on. Yo. There he is, Greg right. Allman from The Athletic. You're mean. Keep bringing up the Hawaii thing, so you know what? i got to take my jabs. got to take my jabs. Uh... Ole Miss, it's, it's a matter of fact here, but we'll see. Now 53 points to get you updated on what's happening down in Atlanta and some news and notes from around the world of football that might affect you when it comes to betting. It is the nightcap here on Visa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Keeping an eye on this total. Now, Sean King's got the under at 74 and a half. Still be in, should be in some decent shape. But one particular better has the under. They're nervous. They're now getting nervous. <laughs> They're, nervous. They're now getting nervous because the, def- <laughs> the offense for Louisville is actually showing a little bit of life. They've scored two touchdowns here in the second half. And now Ole Miss, oop, oop. We got laundry on the field, so they just scored a touchdown. But I was wondering why Matt Corral was so upset. I thought he was celebrating. No, he was mad. He's he's frustrated. So oh. a touchdown just got called back for Ole Miss. So once again, if you didn't hear about it, a better at win bet had a 14-team all-under parlay starting back in week zero. It closes out tonight. A $10 bet that would net him or her. And they need the under to hit. 53 points right now is where we stand with eight and a half minutes to go. And Ole Miss just had a touchdown wiped off the board. So that might have that might have sealed it. Might have, because now you have more time. Now time comes off the clock. Yeah. And and still they needed over they needed three touchdowns and a couple of two point conversions, too. So just time is is on the side there. Uh, but but Louisville, man, they are not very good. Yeah, they're bad. Um, I want to hit up some uh, some news and notes. I want to start doing this uh, now that we're in the midst of football season. You know, so many press conferences going on, especially on Mondays. You get updates from college coaches on injuries. Um, but let's let's rattle through some news and notes that might affect you when you're going to the window, whether it be futures or or uh, weekly uh, betting. We'll start with the Ravens. You know, last week we talked about J.K. Dobbins being lost for the year, so it'd be Gus Edwards. And then we uh, we talked to uh, Ken Wyman in Baltimore about you know the running back depth there. Justice Hill gone for the year, torn Achilles. So now you're starting to see some 
veterans coming in there, working out. Uh, today it was Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, Elijah Holyfield were in there. Does this change your opinion? Because the Ravens, Sean, banged up at wide receiver. Now without J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill, it will be all Gus Bus, Gus Edwards. They still have Lamar. Mm-hmm. Does this make you worrisome at all about the Ravens? Because I think the Browns right now talk about their offensive line, the weapons and the playmakers they have. I mean, their quarterback is not as good as the Ravens quarterback, obviously. But, you know, uh, touchdown on miss. Um, does this make you worried about the Ravens? I'll tell you, there are two, things, two teams that always figure it out. Baltimore and Seattle. Every year we think they're deficient in a lot of areas in some kind of way they figure it out. Now, I do think it might impact the first quarter because they still have lingering injuries at wide receiver as well. So mm-hmm. they might not be a completely healthy team through the first quarter of the season. But once they get healthy, they'll be fine. Like a running back is just a position where you can find guys. There are only like a couple elite guys. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook when he's healthy. Like that group is in its own bubble. Everyone else, like the next 15 to 20 guys, a lot of times that group is pretty similar in talent and ability. So Baltimore will be fine. Uh, they do still have Gus Edwards, so they're not looking for a starting running back, a lead running back. They have a guy that's been there, done that. They just need somebody to supplement and give him a break from time to time. So, Plus they got the best running quarterback in the National Football League in Lamar Jackson. A couple of uh, college notes. Uh, the expectation and the fear is now reality. Uh, Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota done for the year. Just feel terrible for him. Had over 160 yards against Michigan on uh, on or excuse me against Ohio State on Thursday. So he's done for the year. Just a, a really uh, brutal bro- blow there. Uh, Michigan. Uh, they lost their best wide receiver, Ronnie Bell, uh, gone that. for the year. He led the team in receiving. Uh, got uh, hurt on a punt return, so he's lost for the year. Michigan hosts Washington, who, of course, uh, fell over the weekend to Montana, 13-7, to losing to an FCS team. Uh, Oregon heads to Ohio State on Saturday, uh, the big noon kickoff, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, we mentioned this earlier in the show, uh, Mario Cristobal said he is day-to-day, uh, but two cornerbacks that were suspended for the Fresno State game and Jamal Hill and DJ James, they will be back for the Ducks on Saturday. And you'll need all the help you can have in that secondary, knowing you're going up against those playmakers there for Ohio State. Uh, Notre Dame lost another linebacker for the season. Paul Mawala lost for the year. Uh, Notre Dame had lost a, a linebacker prior to, so another loss for the Irish there at the linebacker position. And Randy Edsel stepped down as head coach of UConn. Good run there, Randy. Second uh, second go-around, not as promising as the uh, first go-around. So UConn in the market for a coach. They are a 33-and-a-half-point dog this weekend against Purdue. Potential look-ahead spot for the Boilermakers. Take the points. Do you dare? What did we take away from Georgia Clemson? We'll discuss that on the other side. Stick around. It's the nightcap here on Decent. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. time to start planning your football contest strategy and the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give insights on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season, head over to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. Alongside former Tulane Green Wave great, former Super Bowl champ, Sean King, I'm Tim Murray, live from our Circa Sportsbook studios. And I tell you what, the under, which looked like a slam dunk, still likely to come home under six minutes to go, but you're getting a little sweaty if you're that better with the uh, 80 grand on the line right now. Little, you're good. Seventy-five and a half. You're good. You're, you're, you're feeling good. You're if you were, if it was like good. seventy-three and a half, you'd be worried. But if you, if you had the seventy-four, and a, if you had seventy-four, you got a bad number. Yeah, yeah I seventy-five and a half. You're, you're, you're in a. It's hard to imagine two touchdowns on a field goal. Yeah, because you're not kicking field goals right here. So, uh, Louisville's driving. We'll see if they uh, can get in. Ole Miss went off eight and a half point favorite. That's the ticket you got. Only thing I have is uh, Ole Miss as a. Uh, and part of a, a three-leg money line parlay that I decided to put in yesterday, which I had to sweat out Notre Dame, uh, but they got home 41-38 to 38 last night, just took them to win. Lucky, lucky, lucky. Yeah, I mean, it was an 18-point game, start of the fourth quarter, so. Um, and then got the Bucks to try to win that game. Um, speaking of Survivor, and you've got uh, your entries, have you, have you made those entries yet? I have not. I will do it get on Wednesday. That. Well, one thing that, I thought was really interesting that Derek brought up was you can have as many as six. Mm -hmm. So if you put in three, I'm not doing that. And then you just take Tampa. If they were to lose, you can get back in 
because the deadline's not until Saturday. Yeah. So that is one way to go. I'm but, not doing that because I don't want to use Tampa. Right. And, yeah. that, and that's one thing that yeah, I, I need Tampa for one of those weeks. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. I have a clear mind for week one of the NFL as far as who's going to win and lose. Yeah. I don't know about covering. I'm still trying to trying to figure get that more out. clarity on that part. <laughs> well, going back to what we saw on Saturday, the the premier matchup, which was highly anticipated, was Georgia against Clemson. And I went back and forth. It's funny. Uh, there was a video tweeted out. I did a bunch of uh, previews for Sling TV. Mm-hmm. And they tweeted these out. And this was like a couple weeks ago that we recorded these. Right. And I liked Georgia at the time. Mm-hmm. And as we got closer to the game, I actually changed my mind here on the show. And I like Clemson. And I went in a little bit. I didn't go in crazy. But I like Clemson a little bit. Because I just I felt like the playmakers that were missing there for Georgia was going to be a big question. I knew they were going to be good defensively. But... I just felt like at the end of the day, the defenses would kind of offset, which they almost did to an extent. Both defenses, there were no offensive touchdowns in this game. And you look at yardage, 256 for Georgia, 180 for Clemson. And the D-line for Georgia was absolutely spectacular. Touchdown Louisville. The sweat is on here for the under. Um, What was your, when you look back at Saturday night, I came away, obviously I have my questions about offense for Clemson, but the schedule to me is so light that they're going to have their opportunity maybe to get back into the discussion. And I think they'll get back into the discussion, Sean, because of who they are. Looking at that schedule right there, being 12-1 and and the ACC champ, considering the two teams that likely will play them in the ACC championship – one lost as a six-point favorite at Virginia Tech, and the other got absolutely run off the field by Alabama. There's nothing there on that schedule that says they should be able to get into the playoff, but they're Clemson. They've won national titles, so they might get the benefit of the doubt. Well, first of all, they're going 9-3, and three, just as I said before the season. So they're 0-1. We're a third of the way to the three losses. Yep, and you got to find two more. Maybe UConn, November 30th, the 13th. They're going to turn things around. Hear me out, big picture. I still don't know much about Georgia or Clemson. And here's why. Neither quarterback actually played quarterback. Like DJ, for whatever reason, I talked about this with you. I think we were talking about the Jake Paul fight. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you get on these big stages for the first time and you've had time to really think about it and people are expecting you to – perform at a certain level. Sometimes your body just freezes up, and it looked like his body froze. He never looked comfortable. He never got in rhythm. He never really tried to push the ball down the field. He was seeing the rush. He played like this was his first time starting the season at a machine like Clemson. On the other side, JT Daniels was as scared as any quarterback I've ever seen. That was the most afraid 22 of 30 I've ever seen. He was afraid to sit in the pocket, go through his progressions, push the football down the field accurately and with velocity. Never did that at any point in the game. Those completions are all tight end screens behind the line, wide receiver screens on the perimeter, slow screen to the running back, maybe scramble in the pocket and hit somebody. Very few of those completions were get the snap, be in rhythm, identify the defense, find my target, hit my target. So this is what I say, this is what I mean when I say I don't know a lot about him. At some point, you're going to play a quarterback that does that. 
and it kind of creates some deficiencies that maybe we didn't see. Like, both defensive lines looked tremendous. Both defensive front sevens looked amazing. A lot of that was because of the apprehension at the quarterback position. So I do think both teams are really talented, but I'm not bullish on Georgia at all. I never was bullish on Clemson. I've been saying that. I'm not bullish on Georgia. It's not like I'm jumping off the hill saying, let's bet Georgia. I didn't like what I saw from JT Daniels. What I will say to caveat that on both fronts is both of their schedules are charm and soft, Mm -hmm. essentially moving forward. And that's rare for a team like Georgia, but Georgia's got UAB, which I think is a tricky spot, especially because Kirby Smart said they're dealing with a ton of COVID issues right now. Twenty, But they're going to beat UAB. UAB's a good team, but they're not in the level. South Carolina, Vanderbilt might be the two worst teams in the SEC. Then it's Arkansas at home, at Auburn, who I'm down on. And then the trickiest part of the schedules, October 16th, but they're home against Kentucky. They get the cocktail party in Jacksonville against Florida, Missouri. And then if they get through that, Tennessee, I mean, right now, Georgia, I would be surprised right now, Sean, because they're going to be a pretty significant favorite in every single game if they stub their toe. And I think because of that, JT Daniels will continue to get comfortable heading into likely an SEC championship game where now you're going to have to be ready to go and outdo Alabama. It'll be fascinating to watch. I'm telling you now, Georgia trips up in that schedule. To who? To someone? It's just weird. I can see it. It's weird when you're dealing I mean, they with, do. When I mean, you're dealing with 18, 19-year-olds. Yep. Get in an argument with your girlfriend. Professor, give you a bad grade. Things happen. But at 11-1 and one with that Clemson win and the likelihood of playing in the SEC championship, it doesn't matter. At 12-1, and one, they would absolutely get in. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. A little overreactions from the week that was. We'll do those on the other side. It's the Nightcap here on v Great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former Tulane Green Wave. Great. I am Tim Murray and kneel down in Atlanta. And there is one particular person that is so beyond thrilled Almost 80 grand in their pocket on a $10 bet. 14 unders all hit, and it closed out as the under has come home. Ole Miss wins 43 24. The under hits. Ole Miss covers. My partner in crime can go cash a couple of tickets. And you know what? I hope they stayed 10 toes down. I hope they didn't hedge their bet. I would have. I hope they believed I in. Absolutely, what bet. was it? A fifteen-team parlay? Fourteen. You know what I'm gonna do after the show? Do a fourteen-leg parlay? Yeah, I'm gonna go sit out and look at the board, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna do it for ten bucks. <laughs> I mean, Can you imagine if that was our ticket? I I don't know what I'd be doing right now. I mean, yeah. you know me. I mean, I was sweating out a Tennessee play because I wrote it up for Veasan.com. If I was about to win eighty grand, in the words of the late great Stuart Scott. I'd have been cool as the other side of the pillow. Once again, the comparisons. I am not cool. I am uh, I am a, uh, a head case. Um, to say the least. But, congrat- but it's very entertaining. But congratulations to the better who made this play. Yeah, that's at big time. Win yeah. uh, just uh, to reiterate, 
the bet. It started in week zero. They took under UConn and Fresno State, 62 and a half, 45-0 victory. Then they took under 69 and a half at uh, Boise State UCF. That hit under South Florida and NC State. South Florida helped them out by not scoring a point. East Carolina App State, they took the under there. Under in UNC Virginia Tech, that wasn't even a sweat. Under Duke and Charlotte, 60 and a half. Under Old Dominion Wake Forest, 64 and a half. Under Kent State, Texas A&M. Under Fresno State, Oregon. Under Western Michigan, Michigan. Under Central Michigan, Missouri. Under Purdue, Oregon State. Under Utah State, Washington State. And then it closed out tonight, Sean. Right. Under Louisville, Old Miss, a 14-leg under parlay, 10 bucks, cashed out $79,935.70 at WinBet. My, oh, my. That person is probably a little happy right now. That's probably an understatement. And there was a report out there that maybe they did hedge, but they did not hedge at WinBet. I wouldn't hedge. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm 10 toes down. We all in. I do have a question, though, for uh, Aaron, our producer. Can you look up how many of those games did they win by less than a point, a point or less? So out of those what, 15 unders, 14 unders. 14 unders. Were there any close calls? Uh, what was Duke Charlotte final? That one I think was close. Duke Charlotte. I thought it was 31-28. Yeah. 31-28. The under was 60 and a half. So I knew that one was on the top of my 60 head. 60 and a half, 31 to 28. 28. So you had 59 points in that game. 16. I mean, granted, Charlotte scored late in that game. Yeah. So you weren't really seconds. Yeah, you I mean, weren't really sweating. You that weren't one. sweating until you were because they had 28 points in the fourth quarter. But Charlotte, Charlotte, was, Charlotte was driving to win the game with under a minute. Correct. So it was Duke you, scored late. Right. Make it 28-24. Then Charlotte scored right. again. Yeah. So you weren't really you. You could do the. It math. wasn't like it was 31-28 with two minutes left. Right. It wasn't a yeah. situation where Charlotte had the ball or Duke had the ball 31-28. Charlotte scored. I think almost like a walk-off situation. Right. So that one wasn't really uh, worrisome. I'm just doing games off the top of my head. Or Utah State, Washington State was never an issue. Yeah, that, that was 26-23. Was... Uh, Oregon State, Purdue, that was 30-21. to That's 51, no. Um, Western Michigan, Michigan was 40. 49-10 or something some, like that. Yeah. Uh, Fresno State, Oregon State, uh, that one might have been a little a little hairy. Um, but, yeah, that was uh, that was – that was uh, Fresno State and Oregon was 31-24-55. So, no, you're all right there. Uh, Central Michigan, Missouri, I think, Aaron. Yeah, so you had 58 points in that one. And what was the number? Uh, the better had under 60, 60 and a half. Mm. So, you know, on all the UNC games. Virginia Tech was an easy one. Uh, Old Dominion can't score. That was easy. Uh, South Florida didn't score. Up. I mean, you had a couple uh, uh, shutouts. Yeah. I mean, you had UConn. Betting under UConn in the Fresno State game, they go scoreless. Uh, but, but I tell you what, Boise State UCF that got real interesting at the end there. Yeah, because uh, you had some points. I got a question for you. Thirty six thirty one was, and you were sweating that game out because it was thirty six thirty one, and I believe Who was this this is Boise State UCF. That gotcha. game was starting to get up tempo at the end. Uh, you had sixty seven. Yeah, and you had so that finished sixty seven. You were and it was sixty nine and a half. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, that's big time. Congrats. Brings it home, and uh, Ole Miss wins, covers, under hits, 
And, uh, Sean, you can go cash your tickets after the show, which always is a good thing. Yeah, I got a question for you. Go for it. Who are you most disappointed with from a betting standpoint this first weekend? Like, what team, like, in your eyes, if they played this game 10, 10 more times, this result would never happen. Like, what team was in control and let it get out of control or just laid an egg the entire game? Like, who were you most disappointed? Because I know who I was, but I'll let you go first. Well, I, I think, so it's an interesting way you phrase it because I think you could say Oklahoma. I mean, they're a team with national championship aspirations and Tulane had the ball in the fourth quarter down five points with the chance to win the game. They, Twice. Came, they came up with the stop. I mean, uh, our friend Femi Abebefe tweeted out, and Amal Shaw's been over this for a long time. I mean, this A.J. Grinch love affair that everyone keeps talking about. Oh, great defensive mind. He's finally got the guys. Maybe he does, but he's got to show it at some point. Uh, the defensive coordinator for Oklahoma. Didn't he come from Washington State? He's at Washington State, come and on. then he went to Ohio State. Let me ask you a question. How do you sign a D coordinator from Washington State? He went to Ohio State. He went to Ohio State, and then, yeah. Just saying. Um, Leach wants a guy who's going to give up points so they get the ball back. I mean, how are you not disappointed? I mean, I bet against them, so I was happy personally, but... The performance that UNC showed, mm. I mean, that was, you have arguably the best quarterback in the country. He looked awful. Yeah. And his offensive line, which had five starters returning, looked awful. So yeah. I, I think if you're just talking big picture, who is the biggest disappointment, I think you could say UNC as a as a sole entity. Now we could talk about conferences, which we'll get to maybe yeah, We're going to get to that. Um, but well, what about you? So I had two. Okay. Indiana was number one. Penix didn't look right. Like, I've talked. He did not look right. program, that quarterback, that momentum from last year up significantly on this show. And it was not the result that bothered me. It was the lack of passion I felt like I saw. Like, I didn't see an energetic, we're going to figure this out kind of, energy from the Indiana Hoosiers. And it started in the equipment room. How in the heck, after having a complete offseason, do you misspell Indiana on the jerseys? I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, so this goes deeper than just the performance on the field. Then Mike Attention to detail. Right, who I've said is one of the top three quarterbacks you in college Mike. football. He did not look right, I though. mean, he, he was hurt. He didn't play with any passion. He didn't play with any... Like, to him, I, I was so disappointed in the Indiana Hoosiers. It was unbelievable. Second team in the doghouse, the Missouri Tigers. Like, you got to be kidding me. Jim McElwain is in COVID protocol. Uh, he he's, didn't show up. Yeah. He has some kind of uh, surgery or something he was coming back from. You're at home in a year where the SEC East is as wide open as it's ever been. Of course, Georgia's sitting there. But Florida looks to be really deficient yeah. at quarterback. You, you're right there on par with everybody else from a talent standpoint. This was a nip-and-tuck game from start to finish. Unbelievable. I was so disappointed in Steve Wilkes, who's actually a friend of mine, who's a D coordinator. I think it was the interim for the Arizona Cardinals for a, a, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're going to play press man, you got to have some corners that could defend a deep ball against uh, impressed man. Like, the football IQ on defense from Missouri was abysmal. Like, just not understanding situational football. Like, they were backed up 
Central Michigan was. It was a, I want to say, maybe a two-score game at the time, maybe 10-point difference or something. And they were backed up, and they were press coverage and give up a 40-yard deep ball to the outside receiver. On that same drive, they get third and nine, and they're playing off coverage, and the guy runs a 10-yard hook, and the corner's four yards off of him. And I'm like, in what football universe do they do this? So I was disappointed in Eli Drickwitz and that staff because they had some momentum. I thought this was an opportunity. I know they won. Right. But again, it's not always the content. It's the presentation. And I thought the presentation was very average. They didn't look ready to play. So for me, those were the two teams that I was extremely disappointed in because I had such high, high expectations for both programs. One actually did win, but sometimes I think you can lose even though you win. When you make a lot of mistakes like that and still find the victory, a lot of times you just brush it under the rug instead of addressing the real issues. Well, I'll tell you what. The team that beat Indiana thumped them. Iowa. Hey, I like Iowa this week in Ames. Uh, we talked about it on this show. I have Iowa plus seven. That, that, that to me, that, that was crazy. What's it, four now? Four. Yeah. Iowa State looked lackluster. Granted, you know, it's kind of a look-ahead spot. But Iowa looked the part, man. And I tell you what, in that Big Ten West, Sean, you know who did not, leading into your question you had? Wisconsin? What an... I mean, they ran the ball. They had 49 design runs. Okay. I mean, it was. And you talk about all this hype about we got the, you know, bye-bye Jack Cohn and Graham Mertz is the guy. Didn't look it on Saturday at home. Huh? Looked, like, looked like the better quarterback was wearing a gold helmet, not a white helmet with a W on it. All I'm going to say is Central Florida, Cincinnati, Tulane looked better than any three teams you can name from a specific Power 5 conference. Would that be the back 12? It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. Brad Powers, top of the hour. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. 
No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.